Yes, and welcome to season four of Known Legacy. I'm so glad that we are here. Thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to be back. I feel like we're a little refreshed. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. It's been a few months, but we're trying some new stuff. It we came with been. some new ideas, and we are back, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Bill, uh, we've been wrestling with the idea of, uh, well, man, season four. Why do we do this thing, man? Why do we sign up for season four all over again? Why didn't we um, you know, just tap out and say, you know, culture's great, world's great, our families are dialed in, dads are dads are swinging and hitting the fence every single time you know the big dog is barking why are we doing this i know i feel like we've already arrived right as a as a culture right you know dads are killing it so no so there are dads who are killing it didn't do doing amazing things but you know even as we stopped and we looked at everything from the last three seasons man the conversations haven't stopped Men are still talking. We're, they're still sharing their hearts. There's still brokenness. There's still guys who are like, I just know I'm made for more. You know, and even even in this little this little break, I was doing a lot of lot of praying and soul searching, just seeking the Lord to go, God, what are we doing with this? Like, does this matter? Does dreaming matter? You know, in the heart of known legacy is to develop people to come alive, really develop men to come alive to pursue the calling that God has for life for them and their family. And, and, and the same thing for their, for their spouses. But, man, when I think about this world, and I was like, does dreaming really matter? Well, the more that I looked at it, I was like, yeah, it does. It does. Because there's so much hopelessness in our world. And, you know, and these dreams don't have to be these huge aspirations to be a rock star or own a Fortune 500 company. They just have to be dreams because our world needs to see that we hold the only hope. Yeah. Because of Jesus. And I'm thinking that, you know, Mav's law hierarchy of needs, right? And um, let's say 10 years ago, we could we could spend time dreaming about what we want for our futures. We could spend time dreaming about, you know, what we want for our kids. Yeah. But as the chaos of our culture seems, seems to be picking up p- pace and speed, yeah. it's like I'm seeing dads start to focus on a few, like fewer and fewer things. Yeah. Like, um, I don't I don't have time to dream about like what's retirement gonna be. I just need to make it through the next quarter because inflation is up. Um something's gonna yeah. happen eventually with the stock market. Something's going to happen when you pump trillions of dollars and just keep giving people free money. Yeah. Something is going to happen keep and now we that have money. Right now we have chaos in the old uh Middle East again. Yay. It's crazy. Uh it is absolutely crazy. So I, I think that's why we want to reset. That's why we want to have the conversation again because there's there's not just a part of dreaming. It's it's hey dads, we got to stop step up and start fighting for some stuff. Yeah, it's like, not just it's not just reactive. It's being proactive. It's right. saying, okay, this is who I'm called to become. Am I truly becoming that? And that's the journey that we want to continue to take with you and 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 with your friends and so please invite your friends, subscribe, like 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 everything that we have when it comes to YouTube and and Instagram and Facebook because we just want to share this message of the hope of Jesus in our lives. And but it wasn't just to go to church on Sunday. That's right. the last thing that we really want you to do. Like, uh, yes, I want you to be involved, but I want you to be involved with people in, in real life. We want you to come alive, but it's not just, okay, so I go and do these eight things and then I'm a good person. No, it's not what it's about. Well, it isn't part of coming alive for the heart of a man is, is knowing what to fight for and then being willing to fight for it and even die for it if you need to. Yes. And we, we had kind of allocated people to just kind of hang out and, you know, just fight for your career or don't fight for existence. And now I'm seeing like there's there's battles and there's there's fights that are raging right now within the school boards and oh, some yeah. of the issues that are coming out. Yeah. And while I love the fact that we have some amazing moms 
that are stepping up into the gap and are doing what moms do best and they're telling you know and they're they're fighting the good fight and they're having the conversations with the school board my heart is wondering on some level where are the dads yeah, you start like, to where wonder. are the dads that are going in and having the logical conversation? Where are the dads stepping up and saying, no, no, you're not going to do this to my kids. No, you're not going to yeah. allow this to happen. Where are the dads in this? And I think we, we've been in a culture that's kind of uh, on one level been fighting masculinity for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they've even come up with, uh, you know, articles about toxic masculinity and how being a man and being you know, someone aggressive or whatever you want to say, how that's, that's a negative. And so we've kind of, um, slapped the dog on the nose enough that the dog knows I shouldn't come out of the corner. And I'm telling you in our culture today, we need men willing to come out of the corners yes. and not fight for themselves and not for their, for their families only, but fight for the righteousness of God in a culture that yes. is less and less passionate about that righteousness. Yeah. It's just, there's all these, uh, Elements that are telling us that we shouldn't do certain things, we shouldn't act a certain way. But we're talking about valiancy. We're talking about men who have honor and integrity. And, you know, the more women that I talk to who follow the heart of Jesus have told me, man, I, it, they desire their husbands to step up. And some of their husbands do step up, and they love it. It's not, we're not talking about abusive. We're not talking about, uh, you know, men who are like, shut up and be in the corner kind of stuff. We're talking about men who want to fight to honor their wives, who want to fight to to come alive to that calling because when you when you meet those kind of guys, those are the guys you want to be around. You want to say, right. man, I want to be like you. I want to walk in honor and integrity and passion towards my bride so that at the end of this day when I'm bloodied and dirty and I'm standing in front of Jesus, he actually says, well done. And it wasn't just, hey, you held it together. <laughs> Good job with the duct tape. You know, it's it's more, we came alive. John 10, 10, we've said it a thousand times on here. He came to give us life and give it abundantly. The enemy came to steal, kill, right. and destroy. Right. And we, we have a really easy time listening to the enemy. Well, let me ask you this question, because one of our passions is also, no one goes on this journey alone. No one does the Appalachian Trail alone. No one does this yeah. thing alone. Yeah. But we see so many guys, again, in our demographic and in our age group, that are just like, man, I have my coworkers. But they're friends because of an activity or they're friends because of proximity. They're not friends. They're not guys yeah, that are going to yeah, be yeah. fighting with me for what I need to be fighting for. And I think as we engage in our culture and as we engage in kind of what's going on in our world, the, um, the, 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 the barriers that keep us from, from having a brotherhood begin to become less and less because you're realizing, wait a second, if I'm going to go and fight for this, I need some guys on my side. Yeah. Some guys that are going to be absolutely like passionate about making this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, G there's a reason why Jesus sent them out two by two. Absolutely. And and, and, uh, and we need to remember that and say, okay, who's my who's my Timothy, who's my Paul, who's my you know Mark that that I may not agree with everything. Yeah. But on this, we're going to go in and we're going to fight for this. And and once we start fighting. For, we're not going to stop until it's resolved. Well, that's it. Like an armor bearer. We need an armor bearer to come alongside of us. Yeah. And someone who recognizes the value that Jesus sees. Like like so many of us, you know, we, we can run to the truth of the scriptures and we kind of accept it, kind of. <laughs> but then we don't really ever stop to go, I mean, this other guy, there's something powerful in another man of God who, who you're like, hey, I want to be like you. You want to be like me a little bit. But then you stop and go, no, you're believing a lie right now. You're made right. for more. You need this, like another perspective. But someone who holds to the truth of the scriptures that says, this is true, 
regardless if I like it or not. Right. And this is who you are, regardless if you like it or not. And someone to do that for us. Someone iron sharpens iron. We've talked about that. I keep going back to Jonathan and the armor bearer because it still works. Right. And so you're like, hey, why do we keep talking about it? Because it still works. Yep. But most guys I see don't have an armor bearer. They don't have someone that they can hold on to and go, man, I'm hurting today. Pray for me. Or, hey, tell me what's going on because I feel like I'm veering off course. Right. And how many guys would, would be encouraged if not only their wives were to come alongside them and say, hey, I am with you heart and soul. Yeah. But we had guys that came around us and said, we are with you heart and soul. And you may be the one in front of the microphone making the points and making the arguments at the school board. But there's a group of guys that are behind you that are saying, we're standing with you. Yeah. And we will do what needs to be done. And so instead of having one, and again, I don't want to take this to mask, whether having one family wear a mask or one family not wear a mask. Yeah, whatever it is. You have a group of people that are like, we're in this together. Correct. It's not just a single individual. It is a group of individuals, you know, that, that have looked at the data, have wrestled with this, and we've come to the conclusion X. Yeah, you know? and in the midst of all this, as it gets cloudy and we're like, what are we supposed to, the biggest thing is, is other people going, hey, have you run to God's word for this truth? Have you run to get your basis of foundation from that and not just from here's what I think or here's what I've researched. I love the word everyone, everyone's researched now, but they haven't truly, but all these people are proclaiming these things, good, bad, or indifferent, but they're not proclaiming it in the name of God. And when, and when I mean that, like they're not running to truth and going, what am I supposed to do right. here? Because then I see people like, you know, you know, in the you know, in the book of Nehemiah, where where Nehemiah was like, okay, half of you build the wall, the other half grab a sword and, and get get back to back, right? Because people are going to be fighting, so that you need someone while you're building up to fight for you as you you know as you're building this wall for you to fight, so someone to fight for you, and that's what we seem to be missing, and we're so divided, and I mean, the world needs to see believers who are in this together, and right now, I would say wholeheartedly. That brothers and sisters overseas in Afghanistan and in China right oh. now are are they see the bigger picture? Yes, and we've been yes. clouded to it because of our freedoms. I mean, let's talk about our issues of a thousand dollar cell phone in our hands, right. and we're going, "Oh darn, oppressed us!" Right. And instead, we say, "God, you've given us an authority to dream and to have a platform to be a voice for for the voiceless." Right now, what am I doing with that? Right. And I think that's where the "I'm made for more" comes in. God, what am the time that I have and the talents that I have that you've given us, what am I doing to proclaim the truth of who you are so that those who, who are confused or scared or walking in fear, I see a world walking in fear that they need to see a, a group of Christians walking in boldness, not just for an agenda on this world, but an agenda in this heavenly realm to say, I'm made for more. I love it. And, uh, and so that's why we stepped up uh, to uh, do season four. Uh, for such a time as this is uh, an opportunity for us as guys to, I think, first and foremost, we have got to be guys that are diving into the Word of God. Because, again, culture is telling us a thousand different angles in a thousand different ways, like a prism of a diamond. This is what truth is. This is what truth is. And we have to be grounded in the truth. Because, again, Scripture doesn't specifically speak of masks or no masks. Scripture doesn't specifically speak about vaccines or no vaccines. And yet the truth of Scripture is applicable in all of those situations. And if we are not grounded in Scripture, but we are grounded in whatever news channel we watch or whatever website we go to or whatever deep secret that we find that we share, you know, all of that is secondary to the truth of God. And how do we leverage the truth of God that we find in Scripture into these very tough difficult questions that we face on a regular basis yeah and that's why again we regularly will go man we guys you got to get a plan 
You got to yeah. get into a situation where every single day you're spending some time in the Word of God. And if you don't understand the Word of God as you're getting into it, then invest fifty dollars and get a killer study Bible, and and, yeah, and yeah. learn to read the notes and learn to understand the context of what's going on and and what was specifically spoken by from God to these people to what's specifically spoken to all of followers of Christ and how do we know when it's a Daniel moment? And everyone says it's just food from the king's table big deal and you and I go nope nope this is more than that this isn't a bowing down to an idol in our culture and I need to refuse that and eat only vegetables and test me in 10 days and see who's the winner yeah and and, yeah and that stuff comes only through discernment because we are in fellowship with the spirit yeah that's my call out to Trey we are in fellowship with the spirit and we know truth because we are bathing ourselves day in and day out in the word of God if we're stepping into these conversations and we haven't spent time in the word of God to understand him and his desire and his will it's all moot yeah all moot you know so I think the first the thing that really comes to mind is what are you running to like what are you running to first you know I have this tendency to grab my phone and like the first thing I do is shut the alarm off <laughs> and then I go use the bathroom. But I've already done that three times in the middle of the night now that I'm old. And I shut off I shut off the alarm and I'm like and I have a tendency sometimes to go and search out uh, Instagram or Facebook or even at, at one point Twitter, it's gone now. I've definitely you know, whatever. Get rid of Twitter. So and uh, and, and but but either way to look on these things and it immediately pours into my heart it's like salt water in the scripture talks yes. about you know you know so so it's we, lukewarm exactly it's lukewarm exactly. and we should we should be like god and spit it out from our mouth and just reject yeah. it yeah and, and I th- so so the question the first question is what are you running to what is the first thing first for you what is the first thing first is god's word the first thing first right i mean if you have three minutes to get on on instagram you have three minutes to even look up a Bible verse. It's the first things first and what's most important. I'm, I'm going to ask real quick. Go for I it. don't think there's many guys on Instagram. I'm just going to say it right now. I think so too. I think it's you're like, right. I don't think there's many guys on Pinterest and if they are, they're not letting anyone <laughs> know they're on Pinterest. I think, and I, I don't think many guys are on, on, on Facebook. I think a lot of no, guys. I think a lot of guys have a mass exodus from, from those social medias. But that's what I'm saying. So so are we running to a, a news channel? Are we running, like what? But I guess that's the question. What are you letting the first thing to pour into your mind be? Right. Is it God's truth? Is it something else? And so I, that's the challenge. And it's not a, I mean, hey, there are great studies. There's a really good uh, study series I've been doing called Through the Word. It's an, it's an app you get it's free, and it goes through all the, the, all the scriptures. I mean, this guy, Chris Langham, has done a great job, you know, sharing all of these different Bible studies from all these different books. And, man, you just jump in, you turn it on, and you can, you can listen to it. Right. It's like nine minutes, but I'm like, guys, you take longer time in the bathroom than nine minutes. So... I'm looking at you, Travis. And so, <laughs> so it's time to to Guilty. soak that first because there is going to be a moment when we have to flinch what's what's inside of us, right? And we want to flinch the truth of God's word. We want to flinch the peace of the gospel in, in in a society that we're like we don't really know where this line is. It's a very dark line. But what I want to flinch, Jesus, is I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to live in a spirit of fear, and I don't want to react right. out of out of that kind of pressure. Right. I want to say this is what I believe. Well, in a, in a self confession here, real quick, I. 
I have a bad tendency of, of I, I listen to podcasts. I love podcasts, and I love political podcasts. I love because it's long form. They can go into more than just a, a ten second soundbite. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, there's questions. There's wrestling. Joe Rogan, I think, has done an amazing job, even though I don't agree with everything that he's done. Setting up like what podcasts can be. It's long form conversations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is that if I look at the listening habit I have, I am probably ninety percent political. Five mm. percent sports and five percent barbecue, and somewhere in there, <laughs> I've missed. Yes, there's barbecue podcasts. That's, I've, I've missed. That's a pretty holy area in barbecue, <laughs> right. though. Let's be honest. I've missed identifying men of integrity, men who know the yeah. word of God, and to sit down and, and sit at their feet. Like we don't have to just hear from from pastors on Sunday morning. Absolutely. Like we have the ability to go to some of the best proclaimers of the word of God in our culture and listen to their messages and listen to them wrestle with the deep things of God yeah. and listen to and sit at their feet as they sit at the feet of the Jesus. Now, of the Jesus, you see that? Well, he is there is the one Jesus. So that's good. <laughs> that was actually kind of applicable. But but there you know, and, and again, we don't want to fall into the trap of Lot. And follow a guy who's following God, because mm. that can be dangerous too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, we want to learn from them that so that we can be men who follow God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that we can be men that discern truth. And even when a guy who has a mega church or a guy who's a passionate proclaimer of the Word of God, even when his theology is wonky, we have the discernment to say, okay. That's garbage, but the rest of it is gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to learn from the rest of that, right? Yeah. And that's because we have learned how to follow God, not follow a man who follows God. Yeah, it's that whole follow me as I follow Christ kind of thing. But, but man, it starts with us following. That, that's what discipleship is about, being a follower of Jesus. And we, you know, discipleship, discipleship, we've talked about it so much. But it truly is what we need. But discipleship is just a relationship with Jesus and learning more about him every day. It's not a difficult thing. You don't have to do a, a 30 week study on it. You just have to get in the word right. and say, God, challenge me today to become more like you. Right. That's it. Right. And let that be the first thing that you do. And then God will begin to direct our steps. He does that to us, too. I mean, we have idiot days. <laughs> I mean, you, you've, you've called me out on that many a time. Like, Bill, you're being a moron. Or you're being a, you use a little harsher words, which I probably need at the time. But anyways, but it's those times when we stop and go, you know what? Hey, we are made for more. And it's to remind ourselves you're made for, but then it's also for another piece of flesh to talk to his armor bearer and go, you're made for more too. Right. And that's what known legacy is about. Right. It's helping them come alive. It's helping men and women come alive to the calling, but it's, it starts with men because again, we see the DNA of the church and and to me, the DNA of the church looks like the family, right? The DNA of the family should be a father whose heart is set on Jesus. And, and in that, the DNA is transformed to the DNA of Jesus. Right. But it starts with that. It starts with his dad making a decision. We've talked about statistics before. We don't even need to bring them up. But just the idea that, man, we are calling you to come alive. We're calling men to come alive to the dreams because if we don't do it, who's going to? Right. But here's the other thing. If you don't do it, God will find somebody else. Right. And he wants to use you. Right. You know, the scripture says that he'll even have the rocks cry out. He doesn't want the rocks to cry out. He wants you to. So... It's up to you now. You're at a fork in the road. You know, what does Yogi Bear say when you come a fork in the road? You take, take it. it. So Take it. So, so, so grab that fork and, and walk through what God has called you to instead of what this world, well, I'm not sure. Well, today's the day to change. And it just starts with this moment. You have this moment right now. Right. So right now, after this, sit down or stop, get in the word, even if it's a verse. And, 
right. and let God challenge your and, heart. And, and I think some of the things in our culture that we're realizing is because of the decadence that we've lived in for so long, we were able to sit on the sideline and focus on a few things. Yeah. But our, our culture is moving, and I believe it, it is a spiritual thing that we're engaged in. It is yeah. not against flesh and blood. It is not against your neighbor. It is a truly spiritual battle that we are engaging in. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. what was a lie is now proclaimed as truth, right? Yeah. And what is truth is now considered a lie. Mm. And that is a spiritual reality that people don't come to on their own without something else happening there, right? Yeah. And so we are no longer allowed to sit on the sideline and hope someone else will take care of it. Yeah. We are no longer allowed to sit on the sideline with our families, w- with our kids, with anything. We are now called by God in our culture yeah. to step up and make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the challenge today. That's what season four, episode one is about is, guys, it's up to us to step up. Are you willing to do it? Right. Because we want to journey with you. Know that there's two other guys in your corner that that care about you, that want to see you succeed, to know that you're made for more. And that's not because we just believe it. It's because God's word says it, and either it's all true or it's all not. Right. Well, we believe it's all true. And the reason we believe this is because we've seen it li- lived out in our lives. Right. We've seen it in our marriages. We've seen it in our family. We've seen it in our friends' lives of like, hey, this actually works. Right. Maybe we should keep stepping out. Right. But it's each step at a time. So it's up to you to make the next step, to say this moment is God's because there will be a time. Like you said, we are it. We are it. Like God, ho- We have the hope of the world, Jesus Christ. Yes, and, and this is the time now. We were created for such a time as this to step up and go, we're made for more. When, when so many churches are warring, when so many people are not bringing up conversations. You know, Scripture says that we're supposed to be peacemakers, right. not just peacekeepers. Blessed are the peacemakers, which means if you're trying to make peace, you have to at some points invade the world with peace so that you can help make that happen. Right. And that comes from the heart of Jesus, but it's us going, God, what are you calling me to? What am I supposed to become? And help me to do that in the midst of people who don't know you because there is a lot of hopeless people. That's all we've seen this last year is yes. hopelessness. Yep. So we have an opportunity to speak up. And even if people knock us down for the name of Jesus, well well done, the good and faithful servant. Right. So um, in, in wrapping up, and then we're going to talk about some of the cool things that we have coming up in season four. We got a date night coming up. We got some video streaming we're going to be doing on a regular basis. We have a lot of interviews that we're going to be bringing people to the table to have conversations with. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but um, heard an interesting quote, and I wanted to throw it your way and, and get your reaction to it. Sure. When it comes to relationships and people, grace and mercy abounds. Mm. But when it comes to truth, we un- we have to be uncompromising. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we flip that. And when we come to relationships, we treat them like there's uncompromise. Mm. And truth, well, you know, we could take it, we could leave it. You know. But when it comes to truth, and truth based on Scripture of God, uncompromise. It yeah. has to be. But when we're talking to someone, we let mercy and grace abound because we understand they're on a journey, and God is on a journey with them to bring them to the knowledge of Jesus and the <laughs> restoration of a broken relationship with the Heavenly Father. I wish there was a place in the scriptures that shared about when Jesus walked up to a sinful person who was about to get stoned. <laughs> Man, that would have been a good one if you yeah, included that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. He sits there with, 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 you know, with the woman caught, caught, caught in adultery. We've used this before, but I love this analogy. And he's like, he, you know, you without stone, I'm sorry, you without <laughs> sin cast the first stone. And I love this. He, it, I could just picture him leaning down and going, where's your accusers? And she's like, I don't have any. He goes, okay, in my version, don't do it again. Right. Go and sin no more. Right. Don't do it again. So it's the opportunity that he says he saw more than just some broken, sinful woman. He saw 
the who she could be. And he was like, you're not made for this. You're made for more. Right. Go and do, go. And so that's what we're saying to you. Whatever your yesterday looked like, whatever your 15 minutes ago, whatever you looked at on your phone last night, whatever you said to your spouse or your kids, you are different yeah. today. Scripture says that we're new, that we are new creatures. Right. Don't do it again and move on. Seek forgiveness. Which is a great, great illustration that we'll end on is he in that person relationship, mercy and grace abounded. Yeah. But he never compromised the truth of adultery is wrong. It brings brokenness to relationships. Correct. It brings brokenness to families. And yes. it brings brokenness to culture. So he was able to walk that line. I think that's what made him so intoxicating to the people yeah. who experienced him is he never yeah. compromised on truth. Yep. But he always looked at the person as someone worthy of conversation, someone worthy of restoration, and someone worthy of ultimately his death and resurrection. Love it, man. I love you know. So so awesome thing to to, to end with, guys. Check out season four. Do us a favor. Share this with your friends. Like this on whatever platform you're listening to. You know th- this too, and share it with your friends on that platform. Uh, you know whether it's the YouTube's, <laughs> the YouTube's <laughs> machine, or the or the you know the, the Facebooks and the, and all them things. But share it with your friends because we want your your friends to come alive as well. You know before we end. Got a little fun, little, uh, little, I'd say, um, segment oh. for you. Okay. And we're going to start called Fast Five. And I want to do it to you today, Travis, because when we have our interviews, which you have some great interviews lined up, this I'm really excited. About the it's going to be some good stuff. And so we're not going to tell you the names because we're just going to throw them at you when 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 they happen. But we got the Fast Five, which is five questions that Travis has to answer very very quickly. Oh, and so, are you ready for this, Travis? Are I, you ready? I'm ready for the Fast Five. Let's okay, go. we'll have some fun intro stuff for this the, on the I next one. I get to ask one. you these next time, right? Yes, you do. Okay, yes, you fast do. Fast Five. Let's go. Okay, so if you had to live in a decade, what decade would you live in? Oh, fifties. Why? Because of the cars and the music, and it just it's nostalgia. It's like American graffiti right. come to life. I have no doubt that I have absolutely no doubt. That it was horrific on many levels, but there's just so much nostalgia. There's so like, much cool stuff in that era. That's to a good live one. in happy days, you oh. know? Hey. <laughs> I want a leather jacket right now. Like I the Fonz. The burgers were better back then. You just knew when Al was cooking a burger, it was amazing. Well, so. you know, even the word malt milkshake yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, let's go get one after this. I think we can do that. So. All right. So Okay, second one. What's your favorite Bible verse? Oh, it'd be Revelation seven seventeen. Oh, what's that and, one? Well, it uh, talks about how um, the the sh- uh, the Lamb will be their uh, shepherd and will be their guide, and He will be with them, and He will wipe every tear away from their eye. Oh. And what I love about that is that intimacy from God, yeah, and that idea of like He knows it hurts, He knows we're broken, and He just doesn't from a distance say, "Ah, get over it." He comes close to us, intimate with us, mm. and you can almost see the hand of a loving father wipe the tears from the eyes of the child, saying, "I love you." Oh, and, that's you know, so and you cool. catch that eye glimpse. Like you can't wipe tears from someone's eye and not look at them eye to eye. You yeah. Know? And just he's a God who's with us and he's looking at us eye to eye. So that's so cool. I love it. I love it. Okay, number three. If you could be a character in any movie, what would it be? Oh, a character in any movie? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> you don't want to exist? <laughs> No, I would not be Josh Binks. <laughs> like, that was horrible. Totally, I was like, that's horrible. Yusa threw me for a wrong, a wrong <laughs> turn. <laughs> no, I would love to be John McClane. Ooh, from uh, the Die Hard series because I think he's just gritty. Come out he, to the coast, have a few laughs. laughs. And he just he he finds himself in these situations where like I didn't want to be here, but you know what? I'm here, so I'm going to do what I need to do and so what I'm, I'm wired for. I'm going to save the world. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, that was good. I like that one. That's really good. Okay, what toppings would you put on your worst enemy's pizza? 
Uh, pineapple and sardines. Oof. I didn't think you were going to be that mean. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like all it. Right. Okay, if you had to pick a color to wear on all your shirts for the rest of your life, what would it blue. be? Blue. Why, blue. Why blue? Well, and what kind of blue? Because well, now there's a lot of blues. It would be a dark blue because, you know, okay. it hides the, uh, the lovely... Um, Insulation that I've packed on over the last few years. I love years, that they call right? them love handles because I'm not in love with them. <laughs> I know, I know. And they've never been used as handles. Never. So I don't get it. <laughs> so I don't get it either. And so I would do blue in a heartbeat. That's awesome. Well, that's our fast five to awesome. check out. We're going to be asking all of our all of our interviewees all that stuff. But hey, guys, thanks for listening today. Thanks for li- for checking us out. Remember, subscribe, check us out, like, and share this with your friends for questions or anything like that. Go to info at knownlegacy.org. We'd love to hear from you. Love you guys. Take care and God bless. Have a great week.